From the Schmoes No Network Studios in Los Angeles, California, it's time for Box Office Breakdown, where all the weekend numbers get chewed up, analyzed, and spit back in your face. And now, here's your host, the lovely Sarah Stratton, the diabolical Finstuff, and every man's hero, J-T-E. <laughs> Hello, Schmoville. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Your one-stop shop for all things that happened at the movie theaters this past week. And over there is the enigma known as Bob Finstock, the engineer known as Jete, and process of elimination, that would make me the lovely Sarah Stratton. It is good to be here with you guys. I'm actually Mark Ellis. Sarah is on assignment, I believe, in Italy right now? Yes, Italy. Is, I thought, I thought oh, you were Sarah. Yeah, you cut your hair. You're looking good. I, I feel good. I'm going to pick a little stubble. Yeah, I actually I picked up Jete this morning because he doesn't have a car. Yeah. And he didn't want to get in the car because he saw somebody wearing a pink shirt and assumed it was a woman. It's true. <laughs> His I'm head was cut off. I just saw the pink shirt. I said, oh, probably a girl. Pink shirt, yeah. some plum breast, and he's stick. like, I'm, I'm not getting in that car. Um, before we get into the numbers, we're going to take you guys through a tour of what happened in the movie theaters this weekend domestically, the top five. Then we'll go to the international waters and see what happened overseas. We have a top five David Fincher openings for you kids. And then we'll make our box office predictions for next week. I will be playing for Sarah, who, again, is still recovering from attending the George Clooney wedding. So uh, before we get into it, I'm a big fan of the show, guys. I love watching the show. Ah, thanks. And thanks. if you guys love watching the show, make sure you resubscribe to the iTunes feed. you got to resubscribe to the iTunes feed, and then please rate and comment the show while you're in there. Uh, Jete, I'm watching last week, right? And yep. I see Sarah here, and I see Finstock, and they're mm-hmm. vibing fine, but it just it missed that, that third-wheel energy that you bring to so many parties. Yes. You weren't here last week, and I didn't know where you were. You called in, and you were apparently from a foreign location. Yes, well, thank you for that intro. I am a firecracker of energy. I, yeah. I get that pretty often. Yeah, you know, I had a really rough week the week before with the trial, which, yep. you know, I don't want to bring that back up. It's, it's, it's water under the bridge. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Finstock is a good friend of mine, set me on a trip to Vietnam. Yeah. And that's connection. what buddies do. Yeah, it was a little weird, but I thought it was, you know, I could visit some sets of Rambo too, which apparently they didn't shoot yeah, that there. Yeah, but the end of the phone call, it seemed like you were being taken away from something, and it may be the fact that you were so pro-America, that you were very Bruce Springsteen 1984, going into Vietnam might have hurt you. I just was fearing for your safety. Well, apparently, you know, they watch the show down there. Finstock, while he is uh, pretty well known to Vietnam, not yeah. always for the right reasons, he has some debts. Yes. Well, the thing was, JT, you know, he got into a little trouble down there. They don't really like the American flag sort of in, in and around the area. I guess that. You know. So I made a call to my buddy, um, Cuba Wynn, who is little people. I don't know if anybody knows. He was the, uh, the bar the bar owner in Good Morning Vietnam. The guy, Jimmy Wayne, Wan. He wore, yeah, he wore yeah. all the, uh, the, the green stuff. Yeah, the like flamboyant, exactly, yeah. flamboyant gear. So That's kind. He owed me a favor because his daughter was here, and uh, she was just, she had like a big sugar problem. I got her off sugar, so he owed me one. Sure. So I called him, and I'm like, look, my buddy, I don't know what he did. Can you help him out? I did nothing. He's like, sure. <laughs> so, you know, Gave him a hundred bucks. Gave him uh, three signed copies of uh, "Get Me to the Castle" of your thing. And, oh, good. That's yeah. that's worth a lot in Vietnam. Yeah, they really no, like that American. You're comedy. big over there. You're big over there. <laughs> that's my market. Yeah, and uh, you know he he got JTE released, and uh, you know he's back safe and sound. Thank God. And, and he uh, looks you know, here to do healthy the show. as a yeah, horse. He's huge down there too. By the way, that guy. Oh, he's like really kidding? well known for that one movie. That's right. And yeah. not gay. Yeah, and not gay at all. <laughs> he's huh? just a good actor. Just flamboyant. Well, look, we're off to a rolling start. We found out that the guy from Good Morning Vietnam's not gay. We 
got to plug my CD, Get to the Castle. Yes. How about we get to the top five domestically at the box office, kids? Number five was The Maze Runner at $11.6 million. Just beating that at number four was The Box Trolls, $12.4 million. The Equalizer had no trouble Hitting it at number three, $19 million even. And then, boys, the top two, we had a dog fight or a cat fight, as the case may be. Because you had a female doll that wouldn't go away versus a woman that went away. She was taken away. Will she come back alive? Annabelle just missed upsetting Gone Girl. Annabelle came in at number two, $37.2 million. Gone Girl number one, the David Fincher film, $37.5 million dollars so Annabelle gave it a run for its money and look it's the right time for a movie like Annabelle to come out it's the first major horror release in the October Halloween season but I think there's just too much Oscar buzz going for Gone Girl David Fincher's a popular director Ben Affleck's a lead Rosamund Pike had a lot of Oscar buzz going into that performance your boys take on the numbers well Annabelle you know with a with a B cinema score for a horror film right yeah that's good is amazing like usually they get F's I'm shocked that, because I like the movie, but yeah. I like horror movies and I like getting scared and I take them for what they are. A lot of people hated Annabelle and it was coming off The Conjuring. It's kind of the another version of The Conjuring or at least that's how they were portraying it and I think that probably got a lot of butts in seats. I think it's probably going to get a huge dip from this week to next week. Oh, but, yeah. you know, that, that's what horror films do. They open big and then yes. if they can maintain, that's another story. Exactly. I think, well, it's based off a semi-true story. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. I mean, yeah. it isn't every horror film. I mean, anybody can do something. Every like horror movie is now based on a <laughs> true story somehow. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. uh, the, 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 what was the name? The person's of the... name in the movie is the same as the other person, and they base it as a true story. Every one of them, yeah. This one was about the Warren family, but, you know, it, whatever. It was number two at the box office. Jate, you saw The Equalizer, right? You, we saw it together. Yeah, we, we saw it together. We reviewed it. Yeah. Are you happy with how it's performing <sighs> Listen, in its second week? I put it number one. I predicted number one. I don't know what I was thinking. The Vietnam heat must have got to me. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I understand the made Gone Girl. But honestly, out of this list, I'm more surprised about Annabelle. I thought Equalize would at least hit number two. I, maybe I underestimated October and people wanting that horror Halloween vibe. I, I thought the movie looked horrible from the trailer, so I guess I was kind of going on my own judgment. And you look at Maze Runner holding on pretty well. It's still number five. It's yeah. made $73.5 million at this point. Box Trolls is something that I feel very bad for. Mm-hmm. Because maybe, look, I don't know how much money these movies cost to make, but I know how much effort and time and heart they put into these films. Yes. Because it's stop motion animation. It's claymation. Yeah. They take years to make, and it's it looks tough. so good when they do it. And so the fact, look, it's brought in $12.5 million this weekend, thirty. Two and a half overall. Apparently, the budget was around sixty million dollars. Yeah. So, you're going to make that. I, I, I'm so happy for those guys. They made such a fun movie, but I just wish more people cared about it. I agree. I agree. I mean, I wish it finished fifth because then I would win five for five. But <laughs> you know, uh, the four hundred thousand more. You know, the kids are going to still see something there. Um, well, kids' you know. movies have more leg life than most other films. Like they last a little bit longer than like Annabelle. I feel like Box Trolls will stay in the top ten longer than Annabelle. And also, you got to factor in the home video thing. Yeah, I mean, kids' movies kill on home video. Well, not home video just necessarily. Throw it in there. Well, you know, not a lot of VHS. <laughs> not a lot of VHS. Yeah. Maybe but where you no were in Vietnam, they're still selling VHS. They do have them. There. They have laser discs. Yeah, <laughs> and eight tracks. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I feel like you know, I think they're going to make their money. I mean, yeah, sixty million is a big budget. They only made half here, but with international and home video and all that, it's going to be fine. And then we come to Gone Girl, which was the breadwinner for the weekend. Yeah, is it the Oscar buzz that's doing this? Is it the fact that Ben Affleck is such a high-profile actor? Again, that he's Batman? Is it the fact that David Fincher's directing it? Why is Gone Girl the number one movie this weekend? I'll go ahead and tell you it's Affleck. 
I'm going to put it all in Affleck. Affleck, the Affleck. insurance company? Yes, because they insured his movie. No. I'm going with Ben Affleck <laughs> because yeah. he, is, coming off Argo, yeah. Best Picture winner, Fincher's films have never opened like this. Mm-hmm. This is his highest grossing film, I think, opening-wise since like, almost 10 years. Well, we're going to find out yeah, later we are gonna, on in the well, show later. when we do the top five David Fincher films at the box office. And you Correct. put the fact, you know, Argo was the Best Picture winner, and he just had a string of hits, and Batman, I mean, I'm giving all to him. I'm giving all the credit to Affleck. Vince, do you agree with your engineer over yeah, here? Yeah, it was the right timing for the flick. I mean, you know, every, these people want these kind of, like, pseudo-erotic slash, like, husband-and-wife thrillers. You know, and I think... It lived up to that for the most part. Well, I know you have some problems with the movie, and I yeah. want to get into that a little bit later on in the show. Right. Affleck is not the only reason I think this movie opened big, though. I think that this was maybe the first film that had the big Oscar buzz going into it, mm-hmm. and I think that people are starving for that kind of material. When you see that it was going up against Annabelle and The Maze Runner and even something like The Equalizer, which was by all accounts a very good movie, Correct. it ain't getting Oscar buzz. So mm-hmm. I think people are excited to see an award-caliber movie. Can I say something? Like I think we No, live you in, can't. No, we live you in L.A. talked enough this <laughs> <laughs> we live in LA where you know Oscar buzz is a big deal out here. Yeah. But out everywhere else across normal America, I don't feel like everyone thinks goes, Oh, is the Oscar season starting? Oh, it's Oscar buzz time. It's just the old people and people in LA. It's yeah, not there. Yeah, it's I, not there. I yet, think I it's just think. Affleck. I think that's what brought the people in. Don't you think that the internet and, a good trailer. and social media and all these things bring those what used to be called the flyover states closer to what LA is now <laughs> and that they point. enjoy my mom yes. lives in Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. We have two movie theaters there now, and she's excited to see Gone Girl so she can vote in her Oscar pool and win it again this year. <laughs> okay. She's won her Oscar pool three years in a row. My mom's an amazing Your lady. mom is much hipper than my mom. The, the reason she why, doesn't use words like hip anymore. <laughs> yeah, really. exactly. I think the, the reason why Gone Girl made money is because guys like me went and seen it. I mean, I don't really see movies on their opening weekend very rarely. I was down in Palm Springs and uh, with a lady friend of mine, and we uh, went and seen Gone Girl because it was the thing to do, and we both wanted to see it. Um, Odd movie to bring a date to. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah, you, know, yeah, you set the tone to. really quickly with a relationship. You know, when you go see a movie like Gone Girl. Yeah, well, it did fairly well internationally as well. It opened to 24.6 million in 39 international markets. Uh, Dracula Untold, which is not in theaters yet here, it opens this weekend. It already opened internationally, and it's made 21 million dollars from foreign markets. You know where it's killing? Where? Mexico. Of course it is. Yeah, I get that the Mexican Mexico. people love them, some vampires. That, hey, From Dust Till Dawn. I was about to say, yeah. do you think it was a sequel to From Dust Till Dawn? South of the border, made $5 million there opening weekend. Annabelle opened pretty strong internationally as well. Uh, the number one American movie in China right now? Is it stars Liam Neeson. It stars uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, Walk Among Tombstones. No. Nonstop. Really? Is the number one movie in China. What? It's wow. American. It's yeah. just opening right now? Yeah, there's a Chinese film that's doing better, but nonstop. And what are, uh, what are, Rise of the Planet of the Apes are doing pretty well over what's there. The, uh, what's the uh, the title to it in China? Um, I'm not sure what the title is. <laughs> that's, that's, you're the guy that we go <laughs> yeah, to for yeah, that. Yeah. Which, by the way, the, these numbers, by the way, are courtesy of Box Office Mojo. BoxOfficeMojo.com is one of the best websites you can possibly go to. Going to my point, to counter Chate earlier, is that people have access to BoxOfficeMojo.com yes. everywhere around the world. And they can look at these numbers and have fun analyzing it, then obviously listen to Box Office Breakdown to get the recap. Now, Finstock, one of my favorite games that you guys play on this show yes. is you do the international movie, uh, what is it, the titles? Bizarre, bizarre movie titles. titles. Yes, for American movies. So you, we're going to play today. Yes. Because I'm then, your special guest host. Right. And there's, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be four choices. Okay. And one is going to be made up. You have to... Call Only made one's made up. Only one is made up. Ooh, this is going to be tough. Okay. Yes. I missed this last week. All right. Yes, this is the new way we got it. 
we took some YouTube comments and they wanted four instead of three, and uh, we've listened to it. We like to please so whoever the put that on the comment. I don't remember your name, but good advice, and we like that stuff. And Keep, thank you uh, very commenting. much for commenting yes. on Box Office Breakdown. You can catch it on YouTube on the SK Podcast. I am just full of plugs today. Yes. Subscribe to that channel. Subscribe Perfect. to Schmoes. No, subscribe to everything on YouTube. So let's do it. Hit me. Okay, say Batman and Robin in China. It's called Come to My Cave and Wear This Rubber Cod Piece, Cute Boy. Okay. Interview with a vampire. So, you're a lawyer. That's real. <laughs> I think that's real. Dumb and Dumber. Two losers do loser things and kill a fat guy. <sighs> and then one more. Never been kissed. It's it's called because you're ugly. Because you're, oh, it's almost like they answered the title. I think that you are, you're a very creative person. It's got to be the first so one. I give you a lot of leeway with yeah. coming up with these titles because if it's a fake title, you and your brain have to come up with what something that sounds like it's real. Absolutely. So I give you a lot of credit on two out of those three. However, I thought you got a little cocky mm-hmm. with the first one. Anything that has a sexual undertone to it is probably the one Finstock made up. Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> A is the one that you made up. Uh, which would be Batman and Robin coming to my cave and wear this rubber cod piece cute boy. Yeah. I wish I could have made that up. No, are you kidding? I wish I could have made that up. Shut I seen up. that and I was like, this is it. I want to let our listeners and viewers know oh, there's God. like a 30% chance he's making all of yeah. these up. Just so you guys know, you our relationship with Finstock, he's not always exactly truthful. If he was Pinocchio, his nose wouldn't fit in the studio. <laughs> it's semi-real talk. I, that's that's my hashtag, semi-real talk. <laughs> so Batman and Robin right. was the real one. Interview with the Vampire was a real title. Yes. Okay, and then it's between Dumb and Dumber and Never Been Kissed. I'm going to say Never Been Kissed. I'm going to say I'll say Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber is what I made up. Two losers do loser things and kill a fat guy. That sounds what? so right in their <laughs> wheelhouse. It's totally made up. Totally made totally up. Ma- so that Batman and Robin, what are they going into the movie thinking they're about to watch? Probably How do they see Batman and Robin Probably over Probably something there? like Twink Porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That was the best game that you could possibly uh, play on a Monday. Hilarious. The international films, guess which one is not real. Uh, I got some fun trivia for you kids as well. Now that we're talking about October movies, right? Because mm-hmm. you always think October movies, the horror ones are going to really crush it. Do you know what the biggest opening in October history is? The biggest opening Oof. weekend in October. Hmm. There's three horror films in the top ten. I would say maybe Maybe Halloween? I'm thinking it's like a kid's movie or something. No, unfortunately, you got to really adjust for inflation here, too. Because, yeah. uh, oh, I know. Yeah. The Exorcist? That's a great guess. It's Home the Alone. greatest horror movie of all time. It is not Home Alone. <laughs> I don't think that opened in October, but okay, I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Gravity, $55 million. Wow. Gravity what? opened big. This time this and year, I think, yeah. I think Gravity had the same kind of pull that Gone Girl had mm. in relation to Oscar buzz. Is that It was one of the first major movies to open that they thought this could be an Academy Award, and mm-hmm. I want to be the first person on my block to see it. But it also had Bullock and Clooney. Yeah, of course. Huge star. In space. She They're was coming off her Oscar win. I haven't seen it. I have and like it's a, in Space. Every American I have loves a spa- space. I have a space phobia. I can't. I can't deal with space. That that movie made me want to be an astronaut. I feel like I could handle that pressure. <laughs> if I'm gonna have a well. phobia, I want it to be space because that's probably one place I'm not gonna go. Oh, I have the same. I have the same uh, phobia as Spielberg. He has, a, he has a space kind of phobia as well. Well, he's making the wrong kind of movies to have a phobia like. Well, that, it's like it's it? like vast terrain phobia. Oh. That's not true. All the all the aliens in his movies come to Earth. That's right. He very yes. rarely goes out there. Steven Spielberg does not play away games. <laughs> remember remember in the Temple of Doom when they're crossing that like bridge 
I do. Of course. He wouldn't film on it, so Harrison Ford would run across it like crazy maniac. He'd have to drive like five miles out of the way because he was too scared of the like the terrain and the opening, an wow. open space. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Spielberg's you wow. know, same phobia as me. Yeah, he doesn't like that drop off. It's got a good. All of that too. while teaching Kate Catshaw how to scream. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So you got three movies in the top ten that opened in October that were horror movies. Gravity knocked out Paranormal Activity three, which wow. was the all time favorite, fifty two mm-hmm. million dollars. Paranormal Activity two and the Grudge. Ooh, Ooh the Grudge. I, like awesome. I like the Grudge in the top ten. People gotta forget about the Grudge now. Yeah. But you remember that kid with the mouth and it yeah. opened really yeah, big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar. It's kind of <laughs> creepy. Yeah, um, but Gellar. I want to get into our top five list now, and I know that Finstock's very excited about this because we're going to be talking about David Fincher and mm-hmm. he's such a celebrated director he's made great movies like Seven and The Social Network and Ugh. Fight Club and The Game and The Game Zodiac Zodiac, I love Zodiac. which actually coincidentally is his least uh, grossing film at the box it's, office it might be his best it might be his best according to one Bob Finstock Gone Girl is not his best Bob you had some thoughts on this film I Did, thought... you apparently typed up yeah, well, wow. this is, oh, no, this, yeah, no. Did this you write an angry else. letter to Gone Girl? This is my grocery list for later. <laughs> vodka. Dear sir, ma'am. Yeah. Eggs, cereal. Vodka. Vodka. A couple other things. Prolific. Fireworks. Um, I basically, I felt like this movie was like an elevated version of like an old James Spader Cinemax movie. Oh, okay. With a better director. Wow, James Spader. I mean, like, Scorned or something like that with Shannon Tweed and just the other things that used to come on these, you know, in Cinemax back in the day. My parents got Cinemax. Oh, yeah. I I got to say, I thought this movie, you know, you could get rid of 20 minutes and, and you could still tell a storyline. Um, it's what happens when an author writes the screenplay, which is very rare. I don't know. I thought the jokes were a little awkward. Tyler Perry did a great job. I thought if anybody deserve, deserves an Oscar, it would probably be the the woman who played uh, Ben Affleck's sister. She was great. Oh, the she twin was sister? Great. Yep. She was great. I thought all the performances I, were fantastic. You yeah. know, Affleck was a little wooden to me. Uh, maybe that's what he was supposed to be, like sort of laissez-faire. It's really idiot. tough when you get accused of killing your wife. Yeah. You know, it's it hard true. to know how to act in public. I thought it was a little too, I don't know, I thought it was a little too formulaic and cliche. Oh, I disagree. And the ending was just, I didn't want to see that. You didn't want to see that ending. No. Chate, your thoughts before we get to the top five David Fincher films at the box office. If you're listening at I home, guess. try to guess what David Fincher's all-time highest grossing film is. I got to disagree just with basically everything Finstock just said. I thought the movie was very unformulaic. It was mm-hmm. very... I was not sure where it was going to go. I can understand maybe you didn't like the turns it made. Yeah. But I think Affleck did a great performance because you really kind of... The way you feel about him changed throughout the movie. And I think the way he, even Fincher presented it it was I'm pretty not, masterful. Well, I'm not saying it's a horrible, horrible movie. I think I'm it's just one saying, of the best movies of the year. I'm on the fence between both you guys where I'm going to lean more towards Jate that I really liked the movie. There were some cartoony, spoofy elements that right. I thought maybe Leslie Nielsen's going to show up in the next scene. That's what I thought. I think no. maybe the movie wanted to do that a little bit too and it was having a little bit of fun with that well, stuff. So. Well, when he's looking in the mirror and he says, my wife's a killer and things like that, he should have went down to that interview and, and said exactly well, that. Be careful. Okay. Spoilers. Yeah. Yes. We're not going to spoil okay, the movie yeah, no for anybody. Here's what we are going to spoil is the top five David Fincher films at the box office uh, of all time. This is not just his opening. This is the all-time gross, according to the guy known as David Fincher. Number five is Panic Room, and thank God it's there because it edged out Alien 3. Uh, mm. Panic Room is number five, $96 million, just ahead of Panic Room. The Social Network. Nice, yes. But a uh, great movie. It's great shocking movie. that did not crack $100 million domestically. Yeah, when you got Facebook is like your main thing. 
Well, it made it made yeah. one it made one twenty seven overseas. It, did it really? Yeah. Wow. Well, Japanese and Chinese love Facebook and stuff, so they go for that. What stuff. What was the name of the movie? I click on your relationship status. It was it called says, the Anti Social Network. <laughs> Number three is seven. That one cracked a hundred million dollars just barely. Yeah. Uh, it only opened to thirteen million dollars when seven well, came Fincher, out. Thirteen Fincher. million dollars, and Brad Pitt wasn't the star. He, he wasn't was the star today. But that movie got such word of mouth, and I think that people started hearing about this line, "What's in the box?" Oh yeah, and everyone like, went to the movie to see what's in the box. It was like the Sixth Sense when that came out. Everyone said, "You got to see it because of the ending." Mm-hmm. Everyone, same thing in seven. That's it was, it was Sixth Sense. That was Kevin Spacey's tour de force, in my opinion. Then he oh, just agree. banked off that and did American Beauty. Oh man, it's going to be fantastic film. I don't, I don't see Gone Girl getting up there with his top two. The top two no. is 102 million dollars. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Really, made and that much money? Obviously, source material also based on a much more popular novel, I think, <laughs> than Gone Girl was. Yep, yep. Um, that was Skarsgård's movie. What you think so? Skarsgård? Yeah, he was great. But Rooney Mara was fantastic as well. I mean, James Bond wasn't bad either. Full frontal female nudity is always a plus, especially <laughs> yep. when Fincher does it. Yeah, and Rooney Mara just killed it, and she was hot in that. And that got chicks and even my type. That movie, according to this, only opened to twelve million dollars as well. I can't believe that. That what? might have been. They might have had a staggered release. How much or did it end? But a hundred two million dollars. Oh, so number mm-hmm. one is shocking to me. Number one, the 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 highest grossing David Fincher film domestically of all time. Can we guess? Sure. Curious case. The curious case mm-hmm. of Benjamin Button. Is that the number one? A man ages backwards and <laughs> dies as a very old baby, yeah. and it made a hundred and twenty-seven million. It is number one. Hmm. Wow, Brad Pitt. That's what I'm putting it on. That's when Brad Pitt's a star. <laughs> yeah, he's huge at that point. He doesn't need Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey. It also made Tanache B. Henton a star, too. Was she in that movie? Yeah, she was the the, like, the mom or something. Man, the caretaker or something. The, the reason caretaker, we yeah. have you on this show, Finstock. Well, I mean, also, it is Curious I, I just, Case. Oh, I'm surprised. Know, but, I mean, the movies that... It, his, his better movies, to me, were, were The Game... Fight Club, oh. Zodiac. I mean, obviously they didn't make the yeah, money, you know, but wait, it's Fight interesting Club's when you look here. at Fight Club. Is it Fight Club is is second only to Zodiac mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. below totem pole? It's like Zodiac is the least wow. grossing. Fight Club is the second one. It made thirty seven million dollars domestically. It opened to eleven million dollars. Mm. That movie has kind of had like a Shawshank Redemption kind of redemption. Like yeah. that movie made no money in the box office, but beloved by everybody. I feel the same way about There's Fight merchandise Club. Merchandise everywhere. That that movie did, probably did crazy on DVD. Yeah, or oh. according to Jete on home video. Yeah. Yes. did very Home well video. on VHS. the, uh, the you can Betamax. You get it on VHS if you want. I think I got that on Divix. I got Fight Club <laughs> at Circuit City on Divix. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit and go to Ben Affleck's movies. Now, Ben Affleck, he's getting up in the $200 million range, oh, yeah. at least for his top film. Mm-hmm. So can right. either of you experts on this panel guess, and you at home play along, what is Ben Affleck's top grossing movie? I think I know it. Domestically. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Michael Bay asteroid film Armageddon. Finstock? Unfortunately, it's probably, you know what? It's probably Pearl Harbor, but I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Goodwill Hunting. Uh, that's a great guess. No way, Goodwill Go Hunting is a solid three. Okay. $138 million. And then you have Pearl Harbor at number two. Ugh. Just below the Mendoza line at $198 million. And yes, number one, the highest grossing Ben Affleck film, at least for the next year and a half anyway, is (laughs) Armageddon at just over $200 million. I like Armageddon when he's playing playing with the animal crackers on Liv Tyler's belly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a great scene. Listen, that is uh, Michael Bay at his blockbuster height at that point. That's right. He, it was a good movie, but it was also had a lot of Michael Bayisms, <laughs> and it had the great Aerosmith song that propelled it to <laughs> another exact, level. Oh, and who Bruce didn't rock that song? That song's fantastic. And it was one. It was one of the only movies that Bruce Willis has done in a really long time that he didn't dial it in. Yeah, Although he has a hearing problem, so it's not his fault. <laughs> Bruce Willis has a hearing problem. <laughs> yeah, big time he, hearing problem. 
And then, I mean, maybe. Why does he just Marlo? He probably just want to hear Demi and Rumor call him up every single day asking for money. You know what? If you've been in that many action movies with that many guns going off, <laughs> even if they're blanks, you probably yeah. might. It's like being yeah. in a rock band for 30 years. Yeah. You know? You're going to lose some hearing. He should be like Brando. Just put an earpiece and have him like read the lines to him. There you go. Just do more yeah. sit-ups than Brando did towards exactly. the end of his life. Exactly. Yeah. Stay in shape. Maybe make Die Hard 6 watchable. Yeah. Uh, upcoming this weekend, boys, we got mm-hmm. a barn burner yeah. of a slate here. Now, we're going to have... And you guys are playing this game on Box Office Breakdown yes. with uh, against Sarah and yourselves where it's whoever can guess the top five of the box office accurately or you have to get all five right for it to yeah. count. Yes. Uh, Which one is it? You know, I, it is. Um, it's actually all five, but it's so hard to predict all five unless you're me. Um, you're really so, good at it. Like yeah. I did box uh, office Sunday forever, and I, I got five out of five like six times I, in four years. Did yeah. I not get five out of five? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. So you each have a five out of five. Yeah. Yes. During box office breakdowns tenure, Correct. how many does Sarah have? She has zero, and probably will stay at zero for a while. No offense, Sarah, but no. Uh, however, I am playing for Sarah. Oh yeah, that's true. This weekend, so uh, okay. I'm probably going to bring Switch your average hitter. down, and right. I apologize for that, Sarah. Here's the slate we got coming up this weekend. You have Dracula Untold, Ugh. The Judge. <laughs> And Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Now, Dracula, obviously, that's uh, the Universal trying to revive yep. all their classic monster Yeah, but Dracula movies. Untold. Like, what hasn't been told about this guy already? Apparently something, because like, they made a yeah, movie but, called Dracula Untold. Yeah, but if you really want to watch a, a Dracula movie, just go, go watch the 1931 Bela Lugosi one. You get all your th- you get all your information there. Or, I mean, they've spoofed this guy in Dracula Dead and Loving It. They put him in a basement for to retire in the Munsters. You know, they have Count Chocula cereals. I mean, there's nothing left for this guy to do. What's he going to do, own a deli or something like that go to college or something Dracula goes to college would totally be something I watched I but they see. pretty much made that with Twilight already I mean that kid was in high school but he was applying to colleges I believe in the last movie I mean look Dracula here's my problem with Dracula it's international told, audiences is it, look, if you have any Mexican friends ask them if That's they liked it, it because exactly. it made a lot yeah. of money in Mexico yes. already this weekend and it's a Dracula movie anytime you have a horror movie that says un in the title like Frankenstein unbound mm-hmm. Dracula untold I can't imagine it doing that well or even being that good of a movie. I'm saying it this week. I'm nervous about it. It's going to tank. You also have The Judge with uh, Robert Duvall and Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. And that looks like it, it's positioned to be an Oscar film. I, I The buzz on it in advance hasn't been fantastic. I got a story about it. About the judge. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're switching the trailers. At first, it was serious. Now, they're going for more tongue-in-cheek. Like, at yeah, first, you've never seen anything that. with Dax Shepard in it. Now, like, Dax Shepard's in it and, like, Robert Downey Jr. doing his quick-witted, you know, smart Man. dialogue stuff. Yes, of course. Um, the crazy part about it is Robert Downey Jr. does something, you know, to shred down and, like, uh, and he does the same thing I do. It's called oil pulling. Okay. It's where you floss. And this does relate to the box office numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. floss really hard. Right, with yeah, your, you would, with dental tape, and then you squish around coconut oil for forty minutes in your mouth every single day. Burns calories. Yes, and it makes your teeth white. And you know he's got a a born winning smile that uh you know movie stars need to have. It's hard to believe that a guy flosses that much. He wears a mask anytime he's in public. Uh, Alexander the terrible, no good, very bad, oh, horrible hold on, hold on. day. Can I, say, can I say one thing before we move on about uh, the judge? If you want to make an Oscar tentpole film, like yeah. I think what they were going for originally, especially in originally the marketing, he's right. Sure. It changed a little bit. It's going a little more comedy now. Mm-hmm. Don't get the guy who did like Wedding Crashers and Shanghai Nights, David Dopkin, to direct it. I don't know why they would go after that kind of director when they want like, 
Oscar caliber film, go get an Oscar caliber director. You don't think that, that maybe a guy who made a couple comedies to make a buck has has any shot at making a good drama? The guy that made the internship does not have a chance to oh, make an oh. Oscar winning film. I'm okay. sorry. Well, that's a great quote for all you seniors yeah. in high school. People can <laughs> never change. Wait, the guy who directed The Judge did uh, internship? internship? Yeah, oh, that was the worst movie in the world. Oh, actually, you know what? It might, been, know what? It might have been Sean Levy. I might be no, wrong Sean Levy that. did do the internship. He did do internship. I apologize to David Dopkin for giving you that movie. But he did do but the Wedding Crash. You see, these are the conversations yeah. we should have when the cameras and the mics aren't on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Finsock, you got a story on this that I cannot wait for you to tell everybody. <sighs> Alexander and the Very Big Day of Mayo Sig Tongue in the Opium Dens. That's what they're probably going to call it in China. But anyway, that being said. <laughs> that would be a look, bad a little, day. There's a, you know, I mean, look, how is this a very bad day? He's got gum in his hair. Uh, orange orange juice falls out of the refrigerator. None like, of this stuff looks that bad about a bad, a bad day? I know people have had bad lives. So that being said. Um, That's a sequel. They were, yeah. They were going to do, um, <laughs> they had this little bit, and he was a major part, actually, um, with a tiger. Uh, and his name is Kenny. The Down Syndrome Albino Tiger. That's not his name. Yeah, it is. His it's name Kenny. is Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. And he's a, he was a tiger, is a tiger. Yeah, he's a Down Syndrome Tiger. Okay. I think we have a picture of him. I'm not really sure where he's at. Oh, uh, that's up. Um, Kenny the Tiger yeah. that has Down Syndrome. Yeah, he was inbred like a zillion times. Um, and they named, somebody was really smart and named him Kenny because Kenny is like a perfect name for like a Down Syndrome Tiger, obviously. Well, you can't because he's. <laughs> Why you can't name him something tough? No, it has to end with a Y. You don't think Shere Khan had any had no. any mental can't name difficulties? The, can't name the tiger Jerome because he'd be expected to do a lot of things. <laughs> it has to end with a Y, so you could be like, "Here, Kenny, come on, you know." Yeah, but it's like we're not asking this tiger to do math <laughs> yeah. problems. It might be yeah. safer to have a tiger that has some sort of mental problems be in a movie because he's not going to be as quick on the draw when he need, when he goes to bite Steve Carell. Oh, he was friendly friendly with kids and stuff like that. So they what happened? For Why is he in the movie? Sadly, Kenny died. What? What? Yeah, yeah. During the movie? No, they were going to do it. I think, I don't know, maybe he got excited and like, his little heart, Down syndrome heart couldn't handle it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he was holding out for more money. Like maybe. I mean, it could have been. I visited him once. You you met Kenny the Down syndrome tiger. Yeah, he was from Indochina. Wow. I bet you Kenny is off in tiger heaven telling people he met Finstock once upon oh, a time. Well, you could only hope. I'm going to wear a shirt for Kenny next week. That's good. That's yeah. good. All the problems in the world. Let's make sure we support a tiger that had Down syndrome. That, by the way, is already dead. Yeah, so sadly. we cannot bring him back to life unless Dracula Untold gives him a bite on he the neck. He had great teeth too; like they were like you know, like they weren't they weren't great. Which of these movies do you think, <laughs> Tiger hygiene aside, which of these movies do you think is going to be the best of the box office? Then will lead us into the prediction portion of the show, which I'm nervous about because I'm playing mm -hmm. for Sarah, so yeah. I want her to do well. She went one out of five last week, and again, this is how tough the box office can be: is that you just miss one movie, and then all of a sudden it snowballs, and you have no movies correct yeah. or one movie right. She got Gone Girl at the top. Yep. Everything else just became a disaster. So, Bob, you won last week. Yes. You won this week's predictions. Yes. But I you had, didn't get I five had, out of five. I had three of five. Solid number four. Maybe that's what yeah. you guys should do from now on. Mm -hmm. It's just the, between the three of you, yeah. whoever gets the most right gets a point. Yeah, because I want to see Sarah wearing the mask ASAP. So if I keep winning, which I probably will, <laughs> she, she's going to wear the mask. She put a lot of pressure on me to do my top yeah. five. All right, then let's start with you, Mr. Finstock. What do you think is the top five of the box office this coming weekend? You know, this is a really, really tough week. Last week was not particularly hard I'm only, I only miss going five for five by four hundred thousand dollars it's a tough tough pill to swallow yeah um, we've all been there you know unfortunately and you know even without you know the presence of Kenny the tiger <laughs> I think, really taking this hard man I think Alexander and you know the stupid no, days off or whatever is going to 
is gonna possibly eke out Gone Girl by, I mean, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars here, maybe even less. Disney is a, is a juggernaut and they know how to fudge numbers and they'll go pay people in, in, in middle America to go see stuff. I think maybe people might numbers. go see it just out of support for Kenny and I think Kenny would have <laughs> well, to now, see the movie. I just, I can't stand Steve Carell. So I don't you like got his hair. I don't like him. So face. you like the tiger that was in the movie. You hate Steve Carell, who is in the film. You got yes. Alexander at one. You got Gone Girl at mm-hmm. two. What rounds out your top five? Um, Gone Girl number two, obviously. Um, you know, my oil pulling buddy Robert Downey Jr. I think he pulls in with three about mm-hmm. at about eighteen million. It's going to be really, really tight. I could yeah. go zero. I could go over five, or I could go five for five. Um, I'm going to go with uh, you know the scary doll that's in a box, Annabelle. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's go up my buddy Denzel Washington again at number five. He sticks there. Uh, although I was thinking about Left Behind because I heard a great story about him and it's going to uh, – Nicolas Cage where he um, – Jate, what is your uh, top five? <laughs> what do you got for the top five this week? We're going to leave that story behind. Um, <laughs> number one <laughs> – That story went the way of Kenny. <laughs> uh, Poor Kenny. I made the mistake of not choosing Gone Girl number one last week. Big mistake. I am not going to make that mistake again. Oh, good. You're going to be a week late for I, life. Yeah, I, no, I think the word of mouth, everyone I've talked to has basically loved the movie except for this guy. Yeah. I'm going to keep it at number one because I have no faith in Dracula. And I'm gonna I will put Dracula number two just because I think the horror, horror audience and it lo- does have that big budget kind of like summer feel to Why it. Why are you almost. pointing at me? I'm not championing. No, this I'm movie. just saying I, I'm. I don't need Dracula in the top five. You don't even have it in the top five. No, well, we didn't. Well, okay, so you okay, got you... I got Gone Girl, Dracula. Yeah. Then I'm gonna go Alexander. Okay. And that's gonna kick Box Trolls off the top five because okay. all the kids are seeing that. Number four, Annabelle. I think Dracula's gonna take a little bit away from it, but still, it's the Conjuring. It's gonna ride that train. And I'm judge. I'm sorry, I can't put the judge in top five. I'm going equalizer number five, Denzel. Wow. I think okay. the judge is going to crash. Do you, and want, burn me to, do you bad. want me to win? <laughs> you know, one of you guys are going to win. Sarah's going to win, and I'll tell you why. Because Go Sarah ahead. is going to have Alexander at number one oh, no. because mm-hmm. it's a family movie, and families just get freaked out by box trolls. I love the box trolls, but families are just not going out to see it in mm-hmm. droves. They will go see Alexander. It's going to be a very popular movie. It's going to knock Gone Girl out of the top spot, and then Disagree. I'm going to have. It gets tough. I'm going to say Dracula edges out Annabelle. Wow. And then I have the judge and the equalizer. Wait, so it's Gone Girl? Uh, I got Gone Girl at two. Oh, two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Alexander's one. Gone Girl's two. uh, Dracula's three. Uh, the Annabelle is four, and Judge is going to be five, and then I guess Equalizer gets. I watch out. Box Office Sunday every week when you ho- and the Christian hosts it. I used to host so Box Office Sunday I, yeah, back in the late. I 60s. feel pretty confident that uh, your track record speaks for itself. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I don't, like, why do you guys think that Dracula is going to be in the top five? I, it was because produced by it's, Michael DeLuca, so he's great. The ads, Dracula. Nice, but still. See the ads for it on TV. It's Halloween. It's Dracula. Yeah, but who's it's Luke Evans? He's playing Dracula. You know? They should bring back Al Lewis from the Monsters. That's... I mean, it has a big budget look to it, and I think that's going to draw some of the big budget. Mm-hmm. I right. think there's too many other big budget movies there, and Annabelle's going to blow it out, and then Gone Girl's going to have their audience as well. Well, there are your predictions, ladies and gentlemen. As always, make sure you guys check out the fan page for Box Office Breakdown on Facebook. Like and be yes. a part of this incredible community that involves beard masks, backward hats, and really attractive lead hosts. Yes. Yeah, Sarah. Sarah, she should be back next week. 
everybody. Yeah. She will be back next week. Yeah, but she like you don't know if she's actually in Italy or not because she doesn't do social media. Apparently, she's Nothing. not. You didn't send her to Vietnam, did you? I don't even have her phone number. I have to. I have to like creep. By I don't know. If she has. She doesn't do Twitter. She doesn't do Instagram. I'm, hopefully, we get to see some slides of your trip to Italy. I think there's something about Sarah that we don't know. <laughs> she's like an international. <laughs> yeah, sort of. something's going on with her. Yeah. I'm not even sure she's there. She's probably in like El Segundo or something. Hey, just save some of that H for us, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you guys rate and comment this show on iTunes. And like I said at the top of the show, resubscribe to the iTunes feed, and you can always watch the show on YouTube if you subscribe to SK Podcast. And while you're there, subscribe to the Schmoes No Podcast, subscribe to the Schmoes No Main Channel, and our show is going to return with me and Christian together at the helm. Or at least me this week. Christian yeah, is actually going to be Christian. on assignment this week. Wow. So I'll be running the ship this Thursday, the Schmoes No Movie Show, Can 6 to 8 p.m. PST Live. Come on in. Yeah. Tell more Tiger get with Down Syndrome stories. <laughs> yes. We cannot wait for that. On behalf of Mr. Finstock and Mr. The Engineer, I am Mark Ellis, guest hosting for Sarah Stratton. Thank you guys very much for watching Box Office Breakdown. We'll see you at the movies next week. Poof. Keep watching those numbers. For producers Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, and the entire Schmoes No Network crew, we would like to thank you for listening to Box Office Breakdown. Special thanks to Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, the author of Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness in Stores Now. To watch or listen to other Schmoes No Network episodes, get movie news, and join the conversation, be sure to visit schmoesno.com. And don't forget to rate and review this show on iTunes. I'm the Pit Boss, and this has been a presentation of Schmoes No.